0: As soon as it gets warm enough, you need to find your way to some open water uh, and and start working on that because yeah. it is it is different. So do not we the number I can't I mean I'm sorry. The number of people that we had... We need had- a horse.
1: We need a horse on this couch so we can beat
0: the dead horse. <laughs> <Don't-> <laughs> <laughs> Everyone to another episode
1: of
0: Coaches on Couches.
1: Bing slouches.
0: Today we are going to start the podcast with a question. Are we now? We are. When should I start? I'm training for something, something big. Uh Uh-huh. When should I start? We get this question all the time. Uh, It comes through with like the, mainly with the 70.3 and like ultra distance athletes, uh, you're taking on something that you're not even sure where to start, when to start, how to start. Mm -hmm. And, but it becomes a, a game of like, when, when do I have to start? Yeah. I
1: think humans are naturally, most of us are naturally a little bit on the procrastinator side. So it's like, okay, what's the latest I could do? And there's a lot of factors that go into what we would tell someone as a coach on on when is too late and when is much better to begin uh, things you know new year's just happened for us so this is the time where people are kind of looking at those big lofty goals so we just kind of want to run through all that and uh that'll be that'll be the topic of the day yeah so i'm coach dale sanford i am coach bryant funston we are the co-founders of bpc performance coaching where we specialize in helping time crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com, checking Facebook and YouTube at buildpeakcompete, all up on Instagram at BPC Performance, and all your major podcasting stations.
0: Ding! Ding. Well, by the way, so since we're we're focusing a little bit more on 70.3 distance, we've got Coach Heather on the couch. Uh... She does a lot of our triathlon coaching as well as our House of Pain uh, strength classes. She's in on the House of Pain cycling classes as well. And she also manages a lot of our uh, our squad and our, our 70.3 beginner group. So brought her in to kind of to be another voice on the topic here.
1: The voice of reason. We'll yeah. So Possibly. I mean,
0: there's not as much of a, a question on this when you're you're doing something shorter like sprint distance or, you know, somebody riding their first 20 miles on a bike or something like that. But as we, as like the goal gets bigger and more epic, uh, the question just becomes, you know, when do I start? And then it becomes, when do I have to start? Because uh, most people procrastinate. So mm-hmm. really what it kind of comes down to is if you're, if you're thinking about we're just going to assume because we're, we're kind of, we float around the Memphis 70.3 now because it's our big race of the year in town. It's in October. And most people who are new to doing uh, long triathlons are doing late season races because it gives them so much longer to train for it. But what it really comes down to is two things really like experience mm-hmm. and how long is the event. So, Obviously, the longer the event, the more time you really want to give yourself to train for it. Um, yeah, the bigger the gap between where
1: you're currently at, your current fitness level, relative to the demands of the event, the bigger the gap there, the longer you need to be giving yourself to get there. Yeah. So, yeah. an absolute beginner that's training for something like a half Ironman, which you know, for most people, six plus hours. Uh, I mean that's that's seven, a big journey, right? Seven, going from zero hours. from couch to seven plus possibly hours. I mean that's a big fitness gap, and the 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 bigger that is, the longer you need. Which is part of the reason we're chatting about this right now, beginning of January for something that's going to happen in October. If you're a beginner,
0: you need that big buffer. Right. the 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 range I like to give is. Twelve weeks to twelve months. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you have experience in triathlon, um, if you've done even up to like an Olympic distance, you could do it in as little as twelve weeks. But if you are like off the couch, mm-hmm. uh, we're talking twelve months. You know, upward of twelve months. You know, the the big thing with um, triathlon for most people anyways, is swimming. And so if you have zero experience swimming and you're worried about even being able to cover a one length of a pool, mm-hmm. then you need to start as soon as possible in mm-hmm. okay. um, getting yourself in the water. So basically, if you have um, experience in triathlon, let's say up to an Olympic, you could do it in as little as 12 weeks, for 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 most people like that we coach, if we're making a custom plan for them, I probably start them closer to 16 weeks just to give, I always like to give extra time for life to happen so that we can kind of, we can get some of those weeks back. If something goes off the rails, um, if you are pretty experienced in two out of the three sports and one of them isn't swimming, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, you know, if, if you're, if you swim, like cycling and running come pretty quick. I mean, you know, if you haven't, well, I take that back. If you swim, if you swim, you're in, you have an advantage. Running is the second one that needs to be a little bit more carefully progressed. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to give yourself too little a time to get yourself up to that, you know, 13 mile or whatever, uh, distance. Um, cycling obviously is the easiest on the body. It kind of is the easiest to progress and even make mistakes on, and you can bump your volume up a little bit quicker than the other sports and have a less chance of like repercussions and injury and stuff like that. Um, yeah,
1: I think that's kind of a big, a big thing. Cause we ended up just like, la- you know, just this last year, we had a bunch of folks that were cycling only people. Yep. That were like, hey, I've got this big aerobic engine. I've been riding my bike for 10 years. I've been training at a high level for a bunch of years. Like, I've got a bunch of aerobic fitness, got a bunch of bike fitness. They weren't concerned at all about the bike. But the thing is, you take that same person and you have them do a one-mile run, (laughs) and they're like... Oh wowzer, crushed.
2: <laughs> so yeah.
1: well, you know, what do you say to a person like that? You know, if we're, we, I know we were mentioning two sport people, but if we kind of dive into, especially a scenario that we had a lot of was, you know, a, a cyclist going to becoming a triathlete is probably the hardest on the body transition of the three of those. So, what, what kind of time frame are you guys thinking for that, and uh, kind of best best approach?
0: What would you say was the split, like? So we had, in the so we had forty three people toe the line at seventy point three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take half of those out because those were like custom coaching. So of the right. people in our like training group, mm-hmm. what would you say was the percentage of those people of the twenty three or twenty four people that, um, like, came from either only running or only cycling?
2: I mean. I mean, Almost all, all of them, yeah. To be honest, yeah, yeah.
0: And so, I I wouldn't say maybe one that I can think of right now had a swimming background. Yes. And so we were like th- with the with the training group, we had to get these people swimming, ASAP. And the the hardest part was is this last year, pools were still closed. Right and doing like registering or registration for like lanes, lanes and it was and just everything. hard yeah. it was hard to get people somewhere to swim Yep. Yeah. so like if you have like the range if you have zero experience in triathlon especially swimming um or in any of the three sports i mean you need to start as soon as possible you know um our, our training group is going to start the beginner track of our training group, and we'll talk a little bit more about it later, but the beginner, beginner track of our training group is going to start the first uh, Monday in February, mm-hmm. and that goes from, st- you maybe have never swam before, right. all the way th- to October, uh, where you will complete this Memphis 70.3, and we had you know, 23 people in that group and 23 people finish that race. Yep. So, you know, we know it can be done in shorter amounts of time,
2: but... But you will wanna, you be as prepared? That's kind of... Right. And do you, you want to crawl across free? the finish yeah. line? <laughs> right.
0: right. Or do you want to cross the finish line with a smile on your face and get a kick butt uh, <laughs> finish line photo? Yeah, like before we went, went uh, on
1: the recording here, that's what we were sort of discussing. Yeah. It's like how long how long does it take like what's the absolute last to make it through and finish or like right. what's the absolute last that's again where goals comes into play right mm-hmm. like what's your goal as far as the race is concerned yeah uh, most of the folks that did the the group with us last year their goal was not to win the thing their goal was right. to finish they wanted to enjoy the day And they wanted to be able to get through the whole thing with a smile on their face and and have confidence at the start line, knowing that they were going to finish and they weren't just going to suffer like a dog the whole way through. Yeah. Um, In order to get to that point, that's something you can't rush. Your body can only uh, train as much as it is able to recover from that training. So it's not like you studying for a test where you can study, take that short mental recovery, study some more. This is something where the body takes time to repair itself. And if you don't give the body time to repair itself, either you're mentally going to blow out. Usually that happens first, but you're going to power through that cuz you got the goal and then that's right. where the injury comes into yeah. play. Yeah. So, for the beginners, like talk through just a little bit, you know, whether you're part of the group with us. This is kind of how it's going to start with the with the training group. Sort of talk through that first Kind of six weeks, so you get an absolute beginner, or maybe Mm -hmm. someone who's got limited experience in one sport. Like, just give people a feel for the fact of how how gradual that progression is, and kind of what they should be doing,
0: you know, whether if they're doing this on their own. Yeah. So we don't like focus on like like any zones or like anything like that for several weeks because the whole like first.
2: It's not speed work. The first, uh, <laughs> no, no. first week. Yeah, nah. I was yeah. gonna say the whole first the, part of it is learning to fit three sports into one week, which is a massive deal. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's.
0: So we spend the first six to eight weeks building the routine right. of training three sports, yeah. basically, and and we do throw some like technique stuff in there for mm-hmm. people to think about. We always try to put like you know our big thing is the our our five pillars yep. thing. So we. It, fitness the, the training plan and recovery is just like one part of that. And so we try to put in as much of the other stuff into the program as possible whether that's through a webinar or through a you know a short video or something like that. Um, there's a lot of other things that affect your performance yep. so we try to touch on all those as well but we but if you don't have the routine and you're not consistent, uh, you're oh, never dirty C word. You're you're never gonna do the work that it's gonna take for you to finish a seventy point three, let's say, and do it with a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Um, so first six weeks is really very. We're just like we're adding sessions, yep. like short sessions, so that we can gradually go from okay, maybe you you're used to like running three days a week and that's it. So we're gonna kind of take you from running three days a week plus. A bike and a and a swim, to running three days a week to two bikes and a swim, and then three days a week with three like two, two, two bikes, two swims, and, yeah. and then progress it from there until you're kind of up to that full training load of three swims, three bikes, three runs, um, and then we'll start building volume. But it's not until you have the routine down um, that you know you're gonna you can really do any of the other stuff because. You're, the the consistency has to be in place first before we can really yeah. dive into the speed work and the yep. you know building strength and right. and fatigue resistance stuff like that. So so routines number one people yep. got to learn
1: to actually get a routine that's going to set it. them up to success. And naturally with that you end up getting a little bit uh, your body
0: used to handling a little more. Yeah. Training. Yeah. stress. You're doing more training just by the number of sessions you're doing. So. Right. Yeah, you are going to gain fitness in the first six, eight weeks. It's training for something by building the routines, but there's not any real focus on that yeah. you're gaining from doing. It's not um, it's
2: kinda like focusing on the consistency at first instead mm-hmm. of the logistics.
1: And if you're a beginner, that's the absolute step you don't want to rush. And right. that's why Absolutely. we encourage people to start now. You know, like we're starting beginning of February. That leaves us a whole, a whole a long chunk, period a of time, chunk of time. Yeah. where we can, you know, as coach, anyone we take on a custom coaching plan, uh, what we're doing is we're looking at current fitness, which is what you should be self-assessing. If you're mm-hmm. listening to this, what's your current fitness level and how long do we have towards your goal? And again, back to what I was first saying, what's what's the gap there, right? What we don't want you doing is getting to that point where you have to increase volume 50% on your big days each week, in order to get close to the mileage you're going to have to do on race day, like that's something that's going to get you hurt, yeah. most likely.
0: I think uh, an important statistic to point out is that Ooh, I love statistics. It, uh, the this last seventy Memphis seventy point three, it was a sold out race, mm. so there was like three thousand spots that they sold, and like eighteen hundred showed up, and so some of that likely COVID related, um, but a lot of that would be people feeling unprepared getting injured along the way or just like totally giving up on the the goal because mm-hmm. they don't they didn't know how to prepare for it mm-hmm. so i or mean procrastinating yeah and then it was oh, like, so like oh, two yeah. months
2: before the event and they were like oh And then you
1: just get overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very easy to get overwhelmed when you're trying to cram for an event like that. Yeah. Give yourself the time. And Regardless of ability, give yourself the time because then you're going to be able to spend more time getting high quality stuff in too. Yeah.
0: And I know uh, uh, we've already said this, but I'm going to hammer it in. If you can't swim, if you have no experience swimming, get in a pool. Mm -hmm. Get in a pool because you still at some point have to make that transition to open water and it's not the same uh so like yeah, get in the pool me. get comfortable in the pool where you can see stuff uh you can see at the bottom you can see yeah. you know work on your breathing and stuff like that and then at some point as soon as it gets warm enough you need to find your way to some open water uh and and start working on that because yeah. it is it is different so do not we the number i can't i mean i'm sorry the number of people that we had. We need had, a horse. We need a horse on this couch so we can beat the dead horse. <laughs> the, the number of, we did a, so what, it was like uh, five or six weeks out from 70.3, we did a, a course swim, right? Open water. Open water, yes. course swim. We set up the actual course for the most part and allowed people to swim it with, you know, with safety mm-hmm. uh, lifeguards and safety folks in the water and stuff like that. Right. The number of people that shut, it was like, I think there was like, 150 people that showed up to the swim and the number of people who came to that swim and just the ones that I talked to that said this is the first time I've been in the open water yeah I was like what you came to swim 1.2 miles today and this is going to be your first open water swim like I was flabbergasted
1: Dale said you did sign the waiver correct yeah
0: yeah (laughs) I've been holding on to flabbergasted. Let's for uh, let's attach
1: a buoy to that episodes. person if we could.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <on> to flabbergasted. <laughs> you take
2: a personal buoy. But thing. yeah,
0: I mean, we did. We made we yeah. made so a lot of people use those yeah. personal flotation buoys. Yeah, I mean, we like people that were like obviously nervous about being out there. We had the lifeguards like follow them specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was it was an interesting day, but I was just really flabbergasted. <laughs> Two times in one, uh, by the number of people that uh, like came in, just had never been in there. And we had when we started the open water group this year, which started in basically in May. So they had all these opportunities to get in the open water, uh, and never did. Yeah, yeah. I don't
2: get it. So, well, there was a lot of people that did that open water swim that signed up for the seventy point three that had never done a triathlon before. And sign up for the 70.3 coming to the open water.
0: That's a whole nother, that's a yeah. whole nother topic. Like yeah. don't let the 70.3 be your first right. race ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Build and your way up. Let's kind of go into
1: that. Cause, Cause as a, as a coach, we definitely don't want someone's first event to be something that's that large. Yeah. And I, that be your only race experience. The amount of nerves that happen regardless on race day, you know, there's always going to be nerves. Uh, I've been racing for a long time now, and I still yeah. get nervous uh, on the start line. I mean, so so that's one aspect of it. but you know if you're putting all your eggs in this one basket for an event that a lot of folks usually wait two, three seasons mm-hmm. before they progress to, um you know you're you're kind of <laughs> you're you're kind of setting yourself up for some yeah. some potential issues there.
0: yeah, I don't, you know. I don't get to decide what motivates people. So, um, if I had it my way, everyone would do at least a sprint and Olympic before a half, um, which is what we've got in the the group that does that. That we're starting. That's how we yeah. set it up.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's numerous local events, which is what this program with the what this group is kind of it guides you towards. Right. So it guides you towards a shorter distance event first. You get experience there. You get comfort there you're gradually you're getting some open water experience there, and then you move on to a slightly longer event, You know, going from maybe a sprint to an Olympic or an Olympic to another Olympic, but yeah. you're progressing along the way, just like your training should be progressing over yeah. the course of a, of a season, right? We don't go immediately to super high volume. Right. We want this gradual progression.
0: And we literally broke all of that down in another podcast, uh, that was it. Was I it's believe 80... couch to seventy point three? It was like number eighty six or 86, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, if you want like the full breakdown of like yeah. how, what you should be doing when as a very new triathlete, go back and listen to that yep. episode because it's pretty detailed. Um, but so like if you are in that like, um, let's say you are two out of three sports. So two out of three sports. Um, You're still, you still want to give yourself like 20 to 30 weeks. Like again, especially if it's swimming that you're not proficient in, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people can bike and run, but just haven't gotten the water because of whatever reason, fear of it or whatever. I mean, so two out of three sports, give yourself 20 to 30 weeks. Um, And again, if you have experience in triathlon, especially if you've done like an Olympic, you can give yourself minimum of 12 upwards of 20. Uh, if you're really wanting to be, uh, super prepared for that. So like the question then becomes like, like we, we've already kind of talked about it. It's like the too late, like, so like Mm -hmm. the people who are total newbies, like if you're, let's just say if you're going from, uh, if you're going for October, uh, too late pretty much starts in May, (laughs) Yeah. like That's essentially
1: when we cut it off last year. Yeah. So we had
0: beginners coming to us up, yeah, up through
1: April. Mm -hmm. And at one point, we eventually were like, hey, we we do not feel comfortable with you going from doing nothing. Right. To the path that you would need to be on to get there.
0: We basically set the plan up so that May is when we do an Olympic. Mm -hmm. And so theoretically, by May, you should already be able to do an Olympic distance race. Uh, if you're on a really good progression toward a 70.3 or in October, 70.3. Um, so yeah, like May is for October, May is kind of, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the last, yeah. Um, funny. you know, even, um, man, even if you're pretty experienced, like I would want to, I would want somebody starting in June, like, july at the latest like early july at yeah. the latest yeah. for a october 70.3 yeah so i mean that those are just a few you know you can do the math if you're not right at october but um those are just kind of just some some layouts there because that's the question is when's too late like no. and then and then the panic starts Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you realize that it is too then, late yeah
2: i was gonna say i think a big mistake people make is like oh i have plenty of time like i hear that a lot oh i have plenty of time exactly oh, I have plenty of time i can slack off right now because i have plenty of time but i mean it is almost february now so. that's a
1: big reason why we with our with our custom coaching athletes uh do two week every two weeks have that countdown going like yeah oh Suddenly, you know, if you're not paying attention to it, you're thinking October, and suddenly you're at 16 weeks, and you're like, "Oh man, that's only 16. <laughs> that's only 16 weeks yeah. away." And I got two vacations coming up, so that's two weeks gone. And then, like, sudden, you're like, "Oh man, I am. I'm now behind." So you go very quickly from yeah. plenty of time to way behind. And uh, getting getting started on the front end allows you a little bit of flexibility
0: along right. the way as well uh, for inevitable stuff that's going to pop up in life. Yeah. So, like, if you if you are kind of in this route and uh, maybe it seems really overwhelming to you, like, there I mean, you know, there's a lot of options out there. You know, you there there are a million plans out there. I'm not gonna lie, there's a million pre-made plans that coaches have made. You, a lot of them you can probably find for free online. Yeah. Um, but if you're you know if you're really kind of looking for all the pieces of the puzzle, like all those five pillars that we talk about, um, you know, there are a couple of options, better options than just getting a cookie cutter plan off, offline. Um, one obviously is, I mean, the best option is obviously getting a coach, like one-on-one, you're working with them, They're, they know your life schedule, work schedule, all that stuff, and they can create a custom plan around you, your life, where you're at now, and kind of guide you progressively toward that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that not the least expensive option, but that is a it's the best option because they're going to create something for you that is 100% you. Yep. Right.
2: Well, it factors in that life stuff. Like, oh, I found out I got to travel for work or, oh, I'm surprised and now we're going on a vacation. Well, that's where that custom coaching would come in because yeah. we can work around it. Yeah. Which is
1: the number one issue uh, that uh, someone who's a beginner has. If you buy a, a, a plan, yeah. a pre-built plan that doesn't change along the way, it's assuming you're doing all of the training previously, building upon that, and, and that's kind of the way the plan works. Right. But if you're, if you're someone who has no clue on how you should adjust your training if you get sick or if you go out of town, it's very easy to get derailed mm-hmm. or get behind or feel like you're having to play catch-up um, and and issues can come from that. So custom coach, great uh, in that regard for sure.
0: Yeah, and then there's the, the another good option is like a training group like our squad. Um, you know the 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 big thing like the big value of the squad really is the community like of people in that group. Like they're like a lot of our athletes that we coach one on one also are in like we do a lot of communication on facebook through our facebook group Um, so you as a squad member always have access to a coach you can ask your questions on online and we are super diligent about going in there and answering those either through just a you know a message or a short video or something like that Um, but you've got people in that group that are floating around that have either gone through the beginner track and are now like kind of more on the squad track, which we'll talk about in a second, but um, but you've also got people who've been racing for years, mm-hmm. some of them national or world level athletes uh, that are also there to like share their experiences like with you, like because they've probably been where you are now at some point. Um, so the community side of the, a, a training group is massive. And, you know, we do... It's a very our, our group is very online based, but there we do try to organize um, like meetups within the group, and then especially when we start doing, we get deep into the like the seventy point three training. Um, we do our course preview ride and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a full SAG supported ride uh, with the entire group or whoever comes. Um,
1: yeah, I think a, a really major part of of that is when you first sign up for an event. You're like super jazzed, super motivated, right? And then what happens after six weeks when you've been grinding it out for six weeks? You're like, oh, I really don't feel like doing this, that, or the other. So being a part of a group or having a coach or having multiple you know, of these things that, that kind of get you through those times where you're not motivated holds you more accountable. I was just like, about to say the accountability factor is is massive when you feel like you're doing this alone and you're the only one holding yourself accountable yeah. it becomes really easy to not do those days you don't want to do especially the hard days especially yeah it seems like we always find an excuse on those hard days <laughs> yeah we? but like having a group having people that are excited having people that are saying we're doing training rides join us like having a coach that's giving you input giving you feedback letting you know what's coming up this week talking about what are the priority week uh, workouts, why should you be doing those, like how should you be adapting your nutrition uh right. you know there's so many factors that go into it all. Um whereas, you know, if you're doing this all, you know, by yourself, it can be really easy to 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 lose steam uh along the
2: way. For sure.
0: Yeah, so like tell like go a little bit over cuz we Heather does a lot of the like Monday rundowns and mm-hmm. so we, right now, we have we have basically two tracks in our group. We have the beginner group, which, again, is going to start early February, um, and those are the new people training for a late-season 70.3. And then we've got the squad, which is more of a year-round improvement, uh, maybe intermediate, a little bit more intermediate-to-advanced-level uh, athletes who are looking for year-round improvement but also are um, going to do those typical local races. Right. Memphis 70.3 being the big one Mm -hmm. for the year. Um, kind of go over like what you tell everybody basically every Monday.
2: Well, I mean, every Monday we go on Facebook, Facebook live is what we use. And, uh, we'll go through the whole week of sessions explaining every little detail, especially in the priority, like you were saying, the priority workouts, every little detail of that workout. So you understand it more like there might be some verbiage in there that, doesn't make sense i was trying to think of one off the top of my head to go (laughs) over but um we make sure we hit it we go over it make sure you understand it ask for questions um and then like you were saying make sure you know if you're having a really busy week hey these are the sessions that you really want to make sure you get in where you're not going to get that like you're saying on your own Mm -hmm. so we make sure we go through everything so you fully understand the week and kind of know how to tackle it
0: yeah the 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 marked or the the yeah the marked priority sessions, yeah. you know, we always cover those in a little bit more detail. Um, but those are the ones, you know, if you if you can only hit, you know, we generally will have up to like somewhere between nine and eleven sessions on the, you know, once we get into it. Um, but we we always make it to where if you can only get in these six sessions these are the ones you yeah. got to do and that's you know basically one session 6 days a week if you can hit one all these you will still kind of make progress right. you know right. we don't want that to be the norm per se we want you to get in the other work but if you can only hit six you'll still be moving along like here it is so that's a huge difference between a cookie cutter plan and uh, you know something like a group training um, because you're not gonna get you're not gonna get somebody kind of giving you how to work it if life happens and right. stuff like that. On top of like we just have people pop in and be like pop into the group and they're like, Well, you know, my I had to get my kid home from school today, like I'm not gonna be able to do this. What I, I got a choice between one of the two. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Generally our answer is do the workout with a P on it. <laughs> <laughs> The, stand the for? P, the P, the priority, the, the P. priority workout. <laughs> well, um, another
2: thing that like you kind of hit on it a little bit on the group is even people within the group have gone on and posted, "Hey, I'm going to do my long run at Shelby Farms on Saturday. Anybody else want to meet up with me?" So I think that's another part of it too, yeah. is that it's becoming people reaching out to each other, trying to work out together too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we have, and there's people in the group that aren't local. Yeah, we've got people in Texas and other parts of the the country and you know for for those people it's just you're still it's like Brian was saying like once you start feeling like alone in what in your endeavors and what you're doing it the motivation factor just (laughs) drops and so like even the people out of town you, you can you throw up your you know we're like your friends may not give a crap about your Strava stats and your <laughs> your bests and all this stuff but we do so yeah. mm-hmm. when you throw that stuff into the group you know you know get your kudos get your kudos I'll smash that thumbs up <laughs> I'll smash it I'll even throw a gif in there you'll get yeah, yeah. Gifts are- I'm, yeah a, I'm a I'm a gift king Dale's in a the gift, group
2: gift guy for sure
0: yeah so I mean there's there's just there's just a lot of value of having that kind of total package versus just the paper plan to to follow each day, um, so you know you know the big the, the big thing to um, to point out between like a one on one coach and a training group is just that you know like a one on one coach is there they're going to be monitoring your training they're going to be looking at what you hit what you didn't hit uh, you know you're going to have direct access to one person and say, you know, this is your coach, let me ask, and you get a little bit more of a personal relationship with that person. And uh, they know you, you know, them, like, things stay very dynamic and, and custom to you, the athlete, um, you know, with a with a group scenario like this, you've got a lot of people on what is a free flowing dynamic plan. But there's, you know, it's, we can't monitor every bit of your training uh there has to be a little bit more intrinsic motivation there you've got to get it done you know in our group we do we do update we go in and make sure we update thresholds like if somebody hits a new uh like running threshold or a bike threshold or you know a best swim or something like that we always update that stuff for people just to keep the training more custom to you Um, but if you like like, we can't physically go in and monitor the training of 20, 40 people uh, all the times. But again, we're we're like in the group. So if you have questions, like I, half the time I'm like waiting for somebody to ask a question just so I can go in there and put a GIF. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm the, I think through Dales, my... Dales note to self,
2: if you're in the training tool post a question.
0: I, I got at least 12 <laughs> on standby. He's got them ready for you. <laughs> Uh, so like just to throw in there, like we're the, the training group, the squad, we call it, BC squad. Uh, it's been, it's been like such a cool thing to see like people come into it from like having no experience in triathlon, um, you know, and watching them go through this process and, you know, finish out the, the 70.3. And then a lot of a lot of those folks stayed on and they, you know, stayed through the winter time to try to, you know, make some improvements over the winter or you know, at least maintain fitness so they're not starting anew mm-hmm. in twenty two. See what it New did. In 22 uh, so oh. you know, we're we're working on constantly adapting the, the the group squad and improving it. And you know, we asked for a lot of feedback after last year. Um, uh, you know, one thing I will say is, you know, with COVID when, when in 22 or in 2020, when everything got canned, uh, you know, we, we pivoted and we, pivot. we, we had to pivot, <laughs> we had to pivot. Uh, so we started, you know, we started a dry land program for people cause we couldn't get to pools and stuff like that. So that's another, you know, kind of a, I'd say dynamic, uh, change that we had to make on the fly that benefited everyone in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's that's something to consider, like when, when we're still kind of in this uh, purgatory of what the heck's happening with this virus and all that stuff. Um, but what we're kind of working toward with the squad is uh, adding different plans for people to... Uh, to pick from. So we're always going to have the beginner track and we're always going to have the, the year round improvement track, you know, that kind of focuses on our local races. But we understand that people want to go and maybe do a different 70.3 at a different time of year or something like that. Or in the off season, they may want to focus on uh, improving a single sport or yeah, something like that. that was like some that. of the
1: feedback that we received. was yeah. like, hey, love the squad, love the group, love the community. Uh, but I think it'd be cool if yeah what if what if there was a plan for a 12 week to improve your bike yep improve your hill climbing improve your running like what if there was just specific stuff that you could work on on your own in the off season or at any time of the year or if you want to do a falls century or an early season spring century or you know if that could be worked into it they thought that that would be good
0: yeah so we're working on coming up with other plans that if you jump off of the, one of the two major tracks, you can jump on a, another specific plan and then come back to that once you finish up that whatever eight to 12 week plan. Um, you know, and then it, it'll probably morph into some race specific plans because something for like a Memphis 70.3 may differ. The training may differ slightly from like, if we get a big enough group that wants to go and do like, Blue Ridge that has like a nasty climb on it, you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yep. Um, so that's just something we're we're working on improving within the groups, just adding kind of this plan library for people to come mm-hmm. uh, and pick from. Uh, the, probably probably one of the most uh, the most common plans that we have to if we do take them off the track. It's it's our uh, eight week road consistency. to consistency because if you fall off the wagon, you know we kind of have to progress you back into making those routines and getting back to three sport training. So, you know, that's a plan that uh anyone can assign themselves and get back to consistent. Then you jump right back on the the squad or the beginner track. Right. uh, That sort of thing. So you know that's that's something that we're working on uh right now. Um we do get we we get a question on like the beginner group. We I mean we got we started getting questions on the beginner group the week after the seventy point three last year.
1: Yeah, I think I think next year we're gonna start the beginner group October twelfth.
0: <laughs> yeah. The week after. <laughs> yeah.
1: Check dates yet, but what's one week after the race? The eighth was it? Somewhere around there.
0: Yeah. Um and it and people ask like what like what do I need to start? Like we've we've kinda gone through this podcast, we've kinda gone through when do I need to start, Mm -hmm. Uh, but real quick, like what do I need to start? Uh, And realistically, like you really just need like some, like ideally if you have some experience in three sports, that's great, but that's not required. Um, Basically all all you need are goggles, Goggles,
1: optional. I don't even think you need goggles. You don't technically have to have goggles. I saw a, a guy swimming at the pool the
2: other day without goggles, and I was like, wow. "So disregard
1: that." Goggles. Goggles.
0: Out. Goggles. Scratch. Kay. Optional. Running shoes. <laughs> Running shoes are also kind of optional. Bare,
1: barefoot, not as in as it used to be. It's not it as cool as it comeback. was.
0: You need a size small speedo. It doesn't have to be size small. It just has to be a size too small. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's also optional. <laughs> Well, not to wear it. Depending or, on where you're swimming. I'm backtracking now. Wow. You own your own lake. Yeah. Totally <laughs> optional. You need something <laughs> to swim in, some sort of a suit. Yes. But not like a leisure suit.
1: Or for our Australian we're, friends,
0: togs. Dogs? Togs? Togs. <laughs> Budgie smugglers? Swim togs. Yeah. We're going off track here. <laughs> I was like, uh, we, derailed this we have derailed. I think we should have <laughs> let off with this. Yeah. We need a, you, ha- you would ideally have a working bike. And for for a borrowed bike, let's let's Uh okay. I'm I'm just being honest here. If you are wanting to do a 70.3, it would be best if you had a road bike at least. Yeah, like doing a 70.3 on a hybrid or a mountain bike is totally possible, but you will be so much happier if you were to do it on at least a road bike, an entry level road bike. No beach cruisers. Beach cruisers. They don't allow e-bikes yet. I'm sure it's coming, uh, but yeah, at least a road bike would be good, uh, and a helmet. That that's is,
2: that's not optional. I'm gonna
1: go with a not optional yeah, as that's well. Yeah, not the,
0: optional. The the bike and the helmet are really the only two major requirements. Bike helmet. You gotta wear it, yeah. If you wear, if you have an arrow helmet, you are forced to at least in one race wear it backwards. Yes, in point, the, the point it forwards like that. <laughs> yeah, it. You know, all I'd say we have an enti- we did an entire webinar on uh, equipment equipment whether it's required, recommended, or you know something like that. So that's all there for for folks to check out. Um, but yeah, you can go to the website and we actually have we have a, the webinar posted on like the layout of how like the season will go. Um, you know, once you're in the group, we have a a whole nother like library of webinars we've done on the equipment one, like nutrition and hydration and blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of resources that we've already put together, uh, for the athletes to, again, improve, not just the fitness side, but everything else that, determines your performance yeah, yeah there's
1: a lot of variables that go into your your performance on race day
0: yeah i mean that's
1: that's where do are we going to put where are we going to put the link for those that are interested again it's starting the first monday of february if you want to be a part of the beginner group
0: yeah you, uh, can, you don't can, listen to the
1: part where we said you had longer that's the start date yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah if you we're just you're, gonna post you're that that new morning. start attendance. now uh, yeah, so that'll be, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in on the website uh, under this episode. Um, but you can also go to buildpcompete.com slash I M M E M. I, the letter M. M M. Not e, am. M. Not am. Okay, for Iron Man. mem. I-mem. Yeah, and that's the that's the link to the beginner group. And then you can go to buildpcompete.com dot com slash squad if you were if you have a little bit more experience and uh want to jump in on the squad sweet uh, socks uh yeah what's the what's sponsor today Brian? oh
1: yeah we should have let off with the sponsor but yeah. since uh it's not actually a sponsor today's sponsor is brought to you by the costco six-pack of weatherproof socks keeping <laughs> the footsies warm on a cold day
0: uh, I was going to throw in one more sponsor. Should I do it? Yeah. Okay. Today, sponsored by Frito Pies. Oh, love would a good Frito Pies. The blowout you never wanted. <laughs> Frito Pies. Some call it a blowout, others call it cutting weight. <laughs> Getting get to race weight. <laughs> We're going to start a whole nutrition company on how to get I was to like, race let's weight. Not suggest
2: it's going to be if Frito Pies far, and Taco Bell.
1: If you made it this far and have hung with us,
0: yeah. you deserve some sort of award. Hi,
2: Frito Pie, Baby
1: Hammer.
0: <laughs> All right, that's enough. Appreciate everybody hanging out, listening, watching. We'll catch you guys next time. Adios, peace.